Ask the Podcast Coach for September 16th, 2023. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that we've missed. It's uh, It means it's Saturday, and it's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dot com and joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Collison from the Average Guy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Always good to be back. Good to get a week off. And I'm not sure we did a great job of telling folks last week. We didn't week. tell anybody. <laughs> I, I had especially the live crew. I put something in in post and I was like, oh. So I did have a redirect last week. So if Sorry, you friends. if you went to ask the podcastcoach.com slash live last week, I did redirect that said Sorry, there's no show this week. So I was on my way. I, I went on tour. I was in Bath, New York, by the way. If you haven't driven through the Appalachian Mountains in a while, add that to the bucket list. Absolutely gorgeous. I feel like I could reach out of my car and like touch a, a cloud. It was absolutely gorgeous. And from there, I went to Philly. Basically, it was New Jersey because I crossed the bridge. But uh, I was in uh, Philadelphia at the Indie PodCon and... Uh, that was uh, that was fun. It was an intimate gathering, as they say. That's a polite way of saying small. But uh, it was uh, got to hang out with Ross Brand and Rob Greenley, Matthew Passy, uh, a bunch of other folks. Got to meet some new folks. So always fun. And um, the fun thing was the first night I was in Bath talking to this big giant church and um, about podcasting, and it was great because there were a ton of people there that were probably boomers. Or, or like me, shared the color of gray in their hair, and they were getting ready to retire, and they were like, I want something to do. And I was like, podcasting is a perfect fit for that. And then my brain decided at 3.30 that I should drive to Joe's event now. And I, I kept saying, no, no, no. But uh, uh, I, I ended up doing it, driving through the rain and fog, which was fun. And I really thought I was going to get sleepy, but because of the rain and fog, um, you know, I didn't get sleepy, but had I gotten sleepy, you know what I would have done? That's you right. You would have poured yourself that's a cup of coffee. Really, that's right. Exactly. Just like that one right there, which of course is brought to you by our good friend, Mark over at podcastbranding.co. Mark looks like that. That's him right there on the screen. If you're watching the video and Mark is not only an award-winning graphic artist, he's a podcaster. How cool is that? Two in one. And I like Mark. Why do you, how do you, how do you know that Dave? Because he's done not one, not two, but three different uh, artwork for me. Ask the podcast coach school of podcasting and the podcast rodeo show. You can find him at podcastbranding.co. And what's great about Mark versus let's say someone on Fiverr where you totally get what you pay for. Mark's going to sit down with you. He's going to go listen to your episode. He's going to look at your website and he really wants to make sure that the whole brand is represented in whatever he's making for you. That could be your artwork. It could be the whole website. It could be a PDF that you want to give away. He really makes sure that everything just works together. Hence, podcast branding. That's what Guy is all about. And if you uh, need him, what's that website again? It's podcastbranding.co. Tell him that Dave and Jim sent you. Of course, big, big thanks to our good friend Dan LaFeb over there at Based on a True Story Podcast at BasedOnTrueStoryPodcast.com. 
just recently covered JFK. So if you are, and then of course, last week we're it's September. We're in the early September time frame, which means it's the all the September 11th things have been yeah. happening. 22nd anniversary of that, and and uh, and he's got a he has the um, uh, last week they covered uh, United 93. So if you're looking for something new to listen to or just a really great podcast, check it out based on a true story podcast dot com. Uh, you've done many. How many? Interviews? Do you think you've done? Oh, yeah, <laughs> thousands. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw something yesterday, and I thought, well, here's a lesson we could we could teach young podcasters: ever have somebody show up drunk? Uh, yes. Really? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, 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 yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, a host, and I had I had to let him go after that. Ah, interesting, because um. There is a show by the lead guitarist of the Foo Fighters, who is Chris Shifley, if I think right. They call him Shiffy or something like that. Shifty, I think. And I think it's Shredding with Shifty. And if you've ever wondered why uh, Richie Sambora is no longer the guitar player for Bon Jovi, um, he did not do himself any favors in trying to get back in the band because it was obvious. Pretty, And now I could be wrong. Maybe he was just really tired or... Maybe it taken too many, I don't know, whatever, but he sure sounded um, a little uh, like totally hammered, just a little totally hammered. Yeah. And so what was interesting about it is we're all leaving comments because it's, it's for guitar players. He literally sits with the guy that wrote the guitar solo and says, how did you play that? And I mean, they t- it's like, it's just like having a guitar lesson with your Richie Shambora, who is a great guitar player. I'm a big fan. He's a great singer. And uh, it was obvious at one point because he just a he went to like the David Lee Ross school of PR where everything was a giant tangent. And then he just started playing the guitar and poor uh, Craig is just like, uh, yeah. And at one point he goes, you know, every song it needs to be breaking down into a trio it should be a guitar, uh, uh, a 12 string, then a, an acoustic and a bass guitar, and I'm thinking, that's a trio. And then he goes, and drums. And then I think he said, and a pile of hope. I don't know what he said, but it was very... And what was great was they the camera cuts back to the host, and he just goes, yeah. Because you can just tell, he's like, what do I do with this? So, well, that's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, yes. if... Yeah. if uh, I, A, well, what was interesting about it is it did air. They posted it, and mm. then... People are like, wow, Richie's hammered, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so yep, yep. I'm guessing that Richie's PR people said, any chance you can pull that offline? We're trying to get the guy back in the band, and uh, which yeah. is a bummer. I only made it halfway through, so maybe it got even worse. Who knows? But uh, don't uh, don't show up drunk to do your po- – I've seen people do that. I remember there was the drunk cast, and it was very much, we're just going to get hammered and turn on the mic. And if that's the yeah. goal of that – Yeah, we – so, uh, yeah, we I had – I had a host show up and and then made a comment in the podcast that, you know, looking back on it now, I probably would have let it go today. Like, if that had happened today, I probably wouldn't have reacted the way I did. But I I immediately booted him and wouldn't let him back in. And then was like, later, I was like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do this anymore. Yeah. And that's probably, that probably wasn't the right way to handle it. Just to be a hundred percent honest, I probably should have, 
I would do it. I'd probably do it differently today. I guess is what I'm saying. I mean, we've had. I, I had a get. I had a host. Like we we commonly bring a drink to home gadget geeks. Right. So, like so, by the end of the podcast, you know, it's a little. You can you can be feeling good. Yeah. By the by the end of that, so. I don't know, Dave. It, it, it's a tough. That's a tough call. I I bet there's some podcasts that are completely. The whole premise is based around. Oh yeah. Getting, well, yeah. I know it's there's like, a a really popular whiskey podcast mm-hmm. that they sample a few. And um, I had a friend of mine in town, and we went over to another friend's house, and she's like really not so much in a drunk kind of way, but is a very connoisseur of fine bourbon. Yeah. And so yeah. like she gives me a small glass and like by the end of it, she's like, you want another? And I'm like, I don't drink a whole lot. And if I have another one, um, I'm going to be yeah. not able to feel my face. And um, so, yeah, that would be interesting. But, you know, if the if the goal of the podcast is to maybe get a little happy and do a podcast, that's one of those like congratulations. The minute you get episode one done. um you're good. And uh, yeah, think about this. Here's a good question, boy, which brings up a point I was going to bring today. DR says it made for great TV uh, back in the days of, of uh, match game. We were talking about match game last. Well, well, the last episode. Yeah. So it's tough to have, it would be tough to have a podcast based on like, if you're, if you're, you know, reviewing or talking about beer or wine or whiskey or gin or rum or any of those. Right. It'd be tough to do the podcast and not, you know, it doesn't take, I mean, it doesn't take yeah. much. I, I think the view on it has changed. I mean, the pandemic changed a lot of that, I think, is, especially in the area of alcohol and the way people viewed that. So eh, probably not so much anymore. I don't know. Yeah. That's a good. Well, the whole thing now good. is, um, I don't know about you, but every TV show I watch, if there are a bunch of wives they cannot be in a room together because it used to be in the eighties. If you got a bunch of women together, a pillow fight would break out for no apparent reason. (laughs) And, and now if you get a bunch of women together in the kitchen, they immediately start drinking wine. Like it just has to like, you know, um, I do it too. I do it too. Here's, here's a fun name of a podcast, Christian AF. Mm -hmm. I'm like, there's, there's two words you don't see together or whatever. Uh, they drink local brews while talking about religion. Great podcast recommendation, but don't, uh, here's the one thing I always tell people when they get uh, a little uppity about uh, alcohol from a Christian perspective. I'm like, uh, Jesus did turn water into wine, just for the record. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, if they're, <laughs> so. it was at a party too. I mean, they were partying. It was, a, it was at a wedding, so that's it. You know, what? Listen, the Lutherans had the corner on this beer thing in religion a long time ago, and I grew up <laughs> Lutheran, so we never had an issue with that. <laughs> uh. Coach Dave, is Ecamm doing the subtitles too? The little blue thingies down here. Yes, they're doing that. And if I had no sub, subtitles, do we have like the, oh, oh, the are, are like this being... stuff? Yeah, that's yeah. It's what I think I've I need to figure out is I we're going to LinkedIn, but I don't think I see LinkedIn comments in here. I'm only um, seeing yeah, LinkedIn will do the subtitles that what we're saying, right? It's printing. Oh, okay. Saying, right? It'll do that automatically on LinkedIn. So if you're, if you're, if you're watching us on LinkedIn, I don't, I don't know about YouTube because you're going to YouTube as well. Right. And right. Facebook. We're going to, uh, yeah, we're going to YouTube, Twitter or X. Somebody the other day called it 
Twix. And I was like, that's, that's close enough. Um, uh, and, um, LinkedIn for some reason, I used to go to the school of podcasting Facebook group. And when it went to do that, it was like, Nope, can't do that right now. And I was like, well, I'll have to, uh, off to jump off that bridge later. So, uh, but it also DR closed captions is what those are called. Uh, got it. And I can also do this. Ooh. So the little scrolling words that, uh, go across. I just can't help you. Like I used to, like, that's the thing on this is that's coming. I don't. Okay. I I asked, uh, one of the guys at Ecamm is doc. And I go, that's the one thing I found that it, it can't do. And he goes, it's coming. So that's the, uh, the beauty of it. So, Let's uh, head over, if I remember right now, we can go over to the one labeled screen, Honest uh, Classic, awesome, three, awesome, three people, read, Mark, read, is that, yes, because this is where I go to read. Oh, there's the there's the echo again. Oh, well, well let's fix that. Yeah, ta, ta. yeah, for some reason, I'm hoping this gets saved in the scene. Yeah. There you go. Beautiful. And the other thing I need to do is this is a uh, podcast studio pro and I believe they have a software version of this and I'm doing this on the web and that would make it a little easier. But the person asked, is it normal to not get any reactions from friends and family to your podcast? Um, now, but listen how we, how they start this off. I don't go around talking about it. I try to make it a point to not ever bring it up because I don't want to become annoying about it or make others um, to feel pressured to listen to it. The only thing I do is share new episode details on social media once a week. There's the trickle. So that's good. Uh, Other than that, I kind of keep it hidden, but I know they see the posts I make about the podcast and they don't say much of anything. It normally doesn't bother me, but sometimes it would be nice to get some feedback. Is this normal? Well, the the thing I heard there, call me crazy. um, You're not telling anybody about your podcast. And I, I understand here, what I smell here is the whole, I don't want to be salesy. That's kind of what I'm getting there. Like, as soon as we go to cross promote, we're like, eh, you know, um, so there are a couple of things that, A, if you talk about things that interest you, and if one of the things that interests you is the thing you talked about on your podcast, like you don't, I don't know what the, he's thinking of. It's just like, he, he expects people to go on like, Hey, Hey, Uncle Joe, did you listen to my podcast? Hey, uh, Aunt Carol and Cousin Biff and, you know, uh, Sister Susie and all the, like, you don't have to just go ask people, did you listen to my podcast? But if you did something on your podcast, you know, why not tell them about it? I don't know. To me, I used to get a ton. When I built websites for people, I got a ton of referrals from my sister-in-law because she knew I did it. So if if your family doesn't know they have a podcast, you have a podcast, then they're not going to tell their friends about it. Scott Johnson from uh, what was that like.com. Your family is unlikely to be your target audience. Key point. My wife has never listened to a single episode of a show. It's a great point. I don't know. What do you think, Jim? I had a friend, uh, I, you know, when we started at home gadget geeks, I had a friend listen to it and I'd, you know, I'd say the average guy.tv studios when I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm your host from college and broadcasting live from the average guy.tv studio. It's part of the intro. And he says, average guy.tv studios, seriously. Like, you know, that you, you're such a nerd, like kind of thing. <laughs> right. And it is, I think it is hard to get family and friends to, they know you, right. They right. know you when, I started podcasting for Gallup and that thing broke out. 
right? It broke outside of the the company and and lots of people started listening to it. And I remember that first time we did a, you know, we did a, like a, a summit, we call them summits. They're like a conference and I got mobbed and the, 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 you know, all my friends from Gallup were there and they're watching this and they're like, what is happening <laughs> right now? Like they're, they're pulling me aside. What, what's going on? Why? You know? And I'm like, dude, it's a podcast. And they're like, oh, like they had, they hadn't, they, because they knew me because they saw me every day. It was just a different experience for him. And, and I, I can't tell you how many people at work now, because what I do is come, has become a part of internal learning, too. They'll know me before I meet them in the company, and then I'll go I'll meet them one day. And I'm like, hey, I'm Jim Collison. I'm like, oh, we know. Yeah, we know who you are. You don't need to, you know. And, and so it's just a different, it's kind of a different experience. I think if you're waiting on your friends and family's validation, it's just always, in most times, it's going to be crickets. Yeah. You just got to get out to other people who don't know you. My brother occasionally might pop into the live, but he's not wanting to start a podcast. So why would he listen to my show? It's boring. I mean, I'm not going to listen. He loves NASCAR. I'm not going to listen to a NASCAR show because, I don't know, call me crazy. I have better things to do on a Saturday or Sunday than watch people turn left for three hours. That's just not my thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. and and Gary, so, Gary found I, the, the last one. I was like, where did that come from? Uh, Sister Susie, Brother John, blah, blah, blah. It, that's a, a Paul McCartney and Wings reference. I was not thinking uh, that until I said Sister Susie. I'm like, that's from a song somewhere. So thank you, Gary, uh, for that. But yeah, so your, your, you know, family and friends. I mean, think about it. Is there a TV show that your wife watches, Jim, that you go, ugh, do we have to watch that? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Here's a fun thing. This is hard to believe. Um, what's oh, I was going to say something stupid. I'll say it anyway. What's the super popular it, Grey's Anatomy? I've never right. seen an episode, not a single one of Grey's Anatomy. And people are like, what? You've never seen Grey's Anatomy? And I'm like, nope. But when I was married to a nurse, she would hate watch that show. Because mm. it's so not realistic, um, mm -hmm. you know. Well, one exception to that, and my, you know, my kids have all at a, at some point, not all of them, but many of them have talked to me about starting their own podcast. Yeah, and so we've we've had some very we've had some start start and stops. But currently, my number two son is doing, and he's actually he's starting the live streaming first. And I imagine this will go to YouTube, and he'll he he'll make a podcast. It's um he has these Gundams that he paints and and he hand paints them all and so he gets on and he just he's hand painting talking about it and techniques and yeah. stuff. I'm not I listen I'm never going to paint a Gundam in my life. Right. Never going to do it. I really enjoy just sitting there watching him paint this these Gundams, right? And it so that's maybe a difference. Now maybe it's cuz I'm his dad. I don't know. But he, I enjoy that's one of those things where I'm glad he, it, you know, I signed up for his alerts and on Friday nights, he, 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 I think he starts like at eight on Friday nights or something. He's been on Twitch. Uh, he's he started on Twitch, just got started, but he, he actually listened to me, Dave. I said, just go out and practice for a couple months with this thing before you start doing a whole bunch of stuff with it, go practice with it. So he started on Twitch and, um, and, and just, he's been practicing for the last couple months, but he's really good at it. 
And so I told him that the other night he was over here and I said, Hey, I really, I really like what you're doing. You, you, you need to keep going with it. He's like, yeah, it's not getting as much traction as I was hoping. And I'm like, well, it's a niche of a niche of a niche or a niche of a niche of a niche. It's very specific. You're, and he's like, I get that. I get that. And I said, well, do you enjoy it? He's like, oh yeah, I love it. He can paint for like four hours straight, Dave. He's in there and he's doing some painting. This isn't like model painting like you and I did where we were, you know, you, you just put the, you just put the paint on and you're done. He's dry brushing in and creating, you know, he creates wear, he creates like, you know, depth on these things. It's super cool. So I, you know, if, is he going to, I mean, is he going to go big? I don't know. Yeah. But he's enjoying it. But he's having he's fun. It. Well, and S- I love it. I love watching it. SP wants to know what grade of Gundam does your son build? Gundam sounds right. like some sort of character in like Lord of the it's, Rings. Um, yeah. Gundams are Japanese. It's a Japanese. They're these models. They have, I think they have anime around this. Um, so I don't know. Now, to be honest with you, I don't know. It's pretty, I mean, his, his model building is pretty sophisticated. So. Um, SP, I can send you the link if you 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 know how to contact me. Shoot me that, I'll send you a link over to it. Super cool, Gundams are super cool. Coach Dave has a great uh, friends and family only listen after your funeral. Yeah, that yeah. is true. Yeah. All I, the truth. I had, I had that awkward thing yesterday where somebody had said, "Hey, we're not going to do the show anymore because my husband died," and I kind of said to her, "I'm like, do you want to download all those before we go? You know, eventually Ellipson will delete those." And she hadn't even thought about it, which is why I said it. Because, like, when you just lost your husband, you may not be thinking yeah. in in the best way. So, um, you know, uh, speaking of podcasting, because your your daughter's into journalism, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, she went to school to be a journalist. Yeah. yeah she's working at the library now. But okay. Because uh, SP says I've been waiting for my son to really want to start a podcast with me for seven years now. It'll happen when it happened. Uh, if not, I'm fine doing my own thing. But uh, yeah. It, well, and my oldest, I, I'd love to do a podcast. I'd love to do a whiskey podcast with him, but I, with my job really prevents it. it mm. they, and they, they didn't say I can't, but I shouldn't. You know, it's one of those mm. kinds of things. It's like, uh, don't cross the streams, Ray. <laughs> 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 you know, right? Yeah. And so it's like, I, I keep, so I keep thinking, I, he's so knowledgeable and I just love to do that. And I just shouldn't at this point and with what I'm doing. This is my decision, by the way. I'm the one who decides like if I should or I shouldn't on this thing. And I just, I probably shouldn't for now. And, and there'll be, maybe there'll be a day when it's better that way. But for now, no, I, I probably shouldn't be in that space. And, uh, and so and maybe in the future, yeah. it'll, it'll, it'll plan out. Yeah. And you never know with your, your kids. Think about it. Coach Dave says duck dynasty got huge with duck calls and facial yeah. hair. Yeah. That yeah. is true. And the- a lot of advertising. Listen, yeah. And a ton of marketing, like a ton of marketing. Those things almost always go big because of the marketing. You know, this is, you know, so we're launching a new podcast to Gallup coming up here on October 4th. And we're, they're doing an eight-episode launch, so we're going to drop eight episodes on the first day. We've got eight stacked up to do a, every week until the end of the year. Um, they're, they got this whole thing all kind of set up. We went out and bought. Um, we went out and bought bought views on YouTube for this thing because mm-hmm. you can do that, right? Right. And you can do that, and it's amazing what that does to 
the algorithm and some of those kinds of things. And uh, people who probably wouldn't have seen it before are now seeing it because we bought marketing for it. Right. I mean, I just, I still go, people always go back to this, you know, how do, how do I promote it? Well, you buy it now. That's what you do. If you, if you want views, you're going to need to buy them for the most part. Yeah. You know, and, and my guess is the, the first episode wasn't, well, I could be wrong, but like, did you guys do a couple like trial runs before you made your first episode or is it case you guys have been doing this so long? You kind of got it. Yeah. 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 We, yeah, we, yeah and listen, they're going to get better. They just, they will. Right. First one's pretty good. I mean, the first one was, uh, was pretty good. And the, the host is our CEO and uh, he was, he does a lot of this anyway. I mean, he kind of grew up in this space, so he'll get better as he goes, but it was pretty good right out the door. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. That was one of those kinds of things they had been doing. I've interviewed him dozens of times. And so he was, he was pretty good at it. This was one of those natural like conclusions. We're like, you know, we had to just, <laughs> we were doing these things. Like we had to just turn these into a podcast. Ah, there you go. So there, that's, that's what we're going to do. No I've agenda. Yeah. No agenda with Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. Same thing. They were just having conversations. They're like, we should record these and whatever, 16 years later, they're still doing it. Uh, DR wants to know, so like that whole buying views on YouTube, like it's hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. It's hundreds. It depends. It depends on what you buy and where you buy and some of those kinds of things. If you're interested into that, you've got to, you've got to look into the, this was on YouTube. We have a person who's just dedicated to, to that kind of purchasing. So I don't, I don't get into it, but, um, yeah, you'd have to look into it. I'm I'm reading the book right now, reading, he said, listening to the book on Hoopla Digital for free because I have a library card, um, oh, yeah. the YouTube formula, and it's with the guy who coaches Mr. Beast. So think about that. He's also one of the guys that's involved with The Chosen. And the more I hear about what they do, um, like they have multiple titles for every episode. So if the first one's not working, they can swap it out. They have multiple thumbnails, which thumbnails are right now kind of like, are, do we still need a good thumbnail? Because when you put your mouse over it, you know, the whole hover thing, um, you know, but the insane detail that they add, and I'm like, oh, I, I now see why my YouTube channel doesn't grow maybe as fast as, as normal. Uh, Coach Dave out in chat, and if I had control, I'd put that up right now. But he'd said, looks like about 30 minutes in, ask podcast Coach Peaks in attendance. Why not ask for thumbs up at the peak of the show? And why not? It's just a reminder. We should do that. If you're enjoying it, hit the thumbs up. All right, enough of that stuff. Uh, Ross Brand, I got to hang out with him last weekend. Uh, Ross, I haven't downloaded it yet, but Ross was nice enough to record my um, session. So if you're, oh, nice. if you're an awesome supporter, you'll probably uh, see that. Yes. I, and, and Ross has the name. It's, it's the YouTube formula by Daryl Eves. And so. Um, oh, and, look at that. You're getting fancy uh, with these. I know dual. <laughs> oh, we could have, we could just make it, you know, everybody. It's just, it's cats and dogs living together. You know, it's just crazy. Oh, uh, we, we, I've, I've been getting a lot of Facebook uh, reminders. That's not memories. I think it's called memories. Yeah. With Ross, I did a bunch of stuff like five years ago oh, yeah. with him on Universe live stream, live stream universe. I think it was live stream universe. Yeah. So Ross, you've been on my mind as well. Yeah. I got a signed book of the, you know, how he has every year he has the predictions. Oh, yeah. I told him he should go back through and like, see how many actually came true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And rate people on that. Yeah. Like, so the, that the best year. person has the, 
so far Dave is over, you know, five or something like that or whatever. But uh, you can start building fantasy leagues around that kind of thing. You know, like who's going to be right this year yeah. you know, type deal that can uh, pick people. Well, thank you, Ross. He says my talk was uh, another great Dave Jackson talk. So uh, DRS is speaking of thumbnails. When I attach the audiogram to an email, it's virtually invisible. What do I need to do to see an actual image on the email? I cheat. I If I want a, a picture where it looks like the video's in the email, I take a screenshot, add it as a picture, and then make a link to it. But I, in terms of just uh, <clears throat> attaching an audiogram, I think that's just going to treat it like any other kind of a attachment. I, I don't know that if I attach a PDF, I don't think it makes a... Yeah, you got to embed it in the email itself. Attachments are a no-go for the most part. Yeah. I mean, it, the chances of them seeing that is very, very small. So yeah. it's got to be embedded. We do everything, all the, all our marketing at Gallup is embedded in the email for the most part. Look at, and now we got Coach Dave jumping into his YouTube stats. I just decided to watch my shows for peak listening time and place my most important announcements here. Huh. That's it. It's good. Good call. What's interesting, my last episode is um, I really put it out and I kind of, because I was, I just got back. I kind of, I tried to do it without writing out a blog post and I was just all over the place. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll fix this when I get home on Sunday. So I wrote out my blog post and I was explaining something that was pretty visual and about three fourths of the way through, I was like, this should be a video, not an audio podcast. But I did my best to kind of explain what it is and what's the benefit and this and that. And it was one of those where you kind of go publish, not my best, right? Like this is not going to be in the listen here first thing. I had two people email me this week, man, do more geeky stuff. That was awesome. So you just, you never know. Because I, I had some people like, yeah, that was that was pretty geeky. So I was talking about UTMs with um, how you can make a link. And um, UTM stands for Urgent something with T and M. Uh, it's some company that, that Google bought. And you can put these things in so that later when you look at your Google Analytics or for me, Fathom uh, Analytics, you can see like, oh, wait a minute. I had this many from Twitter. I had this many from episode, you know, 453. Like you can put in the, if you ever look at a, a, a link and it's, you know, such and such link question mark equals, and then a bunch of just gobbledygook, the gobbledygook is, uh, is these things called UTMs, which then give you a little more detail on your stats. And so I, it's, it's pretty geeky. And I announced to the audience when I started, I'm like, this is kind of a geeky one, uh, you know, and uh, we'll kind of go from there. Coach Dave is chiming in. Uh, what Dave Jackson and Jim just said, I would only add a video play button in the middle of a screenshot, tell them to click it to watch a video. Yeah. Uh, Loom has a cool thing. Uh, the more I play with other video platforms outside of YouTube, the more I really like Loom. They just added uh, AI to where they'll make chapter markers for you. When you when you paste a direct link to a Loom video, it's somehow behind the screen, behind the scenes has made a GIF of you, or if you have a thumbnail up there, it'll put that in there, but they do that for you. You just post the the link to the video. It somehow puts a image in the, the email. And then when you click on it, it takes them to the video. So uh, that's, that's the only way I know of if, and I think the other thing is if you could actually embed the video into an email, I can't imagine that getting through any kind of spam filter. 
just all the HTML that would be involved with that. Uh, so that would be kind of tricky. Yeah. And then uh, DR has a question. Is the recipient still able to download it so they can use it in their socials? Maybe. Depending on the video, you might have to say, hey, click this and then right click on the video because it's going to come up in a browser and choose save as um, or right click on the attachment. So the, the question is, what are we doing? If I'm just trying to send, if I'm trying to send a video for someone to download, I'm not going to, first of all, if it's video, I'm not going to do it in an email because that's going to, it's just going to throw it in my Google Drive anyway. So why not just upload it to my Google Drive or Dropbox or Mediafire and send them a link for the download? Uh, I know Mediafire, if you do that, you just click it and it starts to download it. They just have to pick where they want it to go. I, I think email attachments might be, yeah, that's the, she said, that's the whole reason uh, for sending it to the podcast guest. So you're sending them the actual file. I would not send them the file. I would send them to a link on my website where they can listen and that they can share. I mean, why does the guest want a copy of the file? Because if they're then going to put it on their podcast, well, they're not really like, there's no juice in there for you. Um, yeah. So send them a link to your website where they can listen and subscribe and that whole nine yards. And then they can then share. Cause the whole point of it is you want them to share it with your audience. So when you have a guest on your show, the more you do like almost be annoying with it. Like here's the link where you can listen to this. Uh, I've attached two uh, images, one for Twitter, one for Instagram and one for Facebook. Um, here is a pre-written tweet that you can copy and paste. Um, click here. If you've used uh click to tweet.com to send a, I still call them tweets. I think I, I just say we all band together and go, Nope, we're not calling it X. We're not where it's Twitter and their tweets. Sorry, Elon. Um, but just make it as easy as possible and realize that many of them still will not share your show. That's just the way it is, unfortunately. So yeah, there you go. DR says, see, that's why I come here every week. Well, that's why. You should be an awesome supporter. There, oh, you, go. there you go. Hold on. I got to get the echo out of here. Yeah. I'll have to be I'll have to, I'll have to switch back to the other things here and see if uh, it's saving my my changes here as we go through. But yes, if you would like to be an awesome supporter, it's super simple. Just go to askthepodcastcoach.com/awesome and you can be an awesome supporter for as little as $5 a month. And we'll give you a giant. $5? That's it, Dave? That's Five? It. That's now, you can do other things if you want to get a shout a out. Bar that, bargain. Yeah, if a you bargain. want to get a shout out, that's it's 20 bucks, but that's only $5 an episode, plus all the bonus content and invites you get. Now, this show is brought to you by the school of podcasting.com. It's uh, if you want, we have courses, those are great. Coaching, unlimited, by the way, and uh, our awesome community, which we've been having a ton of fun. With ChatGPT, we all we actually made a a whole discussion section on ChatGPT, and we're all sharing prompts now. So, uh, as much as it's cool that there's courses and coaching, the community is really what rocks. I, I love it a lot. And then, uh, if you uh, ask the podcast coach runs on PodPage, which just keeps getting better and better. Brendan has been adding some new features for SEO. If you want to check it out, try PodPage.com. If you want to learn PodPage. Go to learnpodpage.com. That is a free course I have on it. And now I have to go make new tutorials because Brandon keeps adding stuff. 
if you need more Jim Collison and who doesn't, uh, go check out theaverageguy.tv. Check out his show, Home Gadget Geeks. And uh, this week's supporter is our good buddy Greg over at IndieDropIn.com, which is interesting because my slide says IndieDropIn.com.com. I was really on a roll, and uh, <clears throat> it's it's um, you only need one. You don't need two dot-coms on the end of that. <laughs> but uh, if you have a true crime show or a scary show or a comedy show, he's got an audience over there that loves that stuff, and he's going to help promote your show for free. All right, and uh, we're on our journey to 40, uh, 40 awesome supporters. I don't know where we're at, but it's super easy again. All you have to do is go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome, and you can be saying thanks, Dave. Thanks, Jim, for all the awesome stuff that um, we do I think here. we need just one more to 40. I think that's what we need. We just one person. That's it, one just, more. If, so if you're thinking about it, just get out there and get it done. Ah, see, this is why Chris Stone, member of the School of Podcasting, by the way, another brilliant podcasting mind. My guess is the Ecamm Echo is you copied scenes to make new ones. That's probably right. And he copied your sound settings from the original. Uh, that makes sense. That makes so sense. let's let's put this to the test. If I go back to the awesome supporters, do we have an echo? No. Okay. So the good news is it does remember. So if I go back to, let's say we want to promote Dan again, there's no echo. Okay. So the scenes are remembering our settings, which is a beautiful thing. Good. Because that's, uh, you know, fix it, uh, uh, set it and forget it kind of thing. Here's a fun one. This is actually going to be the next episode of the School of Podcasting is going to to talk about all the different places you can do this. But the question is, uh, if I go over here now to scroll up and down, there we go. Uh, is it too early to start a Patreon for our podcast? Um, after the changes at Spotify, which if you haven't heard, you have to have a thousand unique uh, Spotify listeners I think it's within like the last 60 days to where like, I know big shows that don't have that many Spotify listeners. So it's kind of Spotify going, Hey, you can make money over here as long as you do this and that and that. And don't forget, you got to, okay. It's the, it's the asterisk world of Spotify. So that's what he's talking about. Uh, And that we are far off from getting to ads. I was thinking we should do (laughs) t-shirts I just have Peter Brady syndrome this today. T-shirts. <laughs> Nobody likes a Charlie in the box. Uh, like we've been talking about and possibly a Patreon. For the record, said the guy who works at Lipson and we own glow.fm. Please go look at Supercast. It's it's really simple and uh, I think a little better in terms. The, the thing with, with Patreon is you have to tell people, go into Patreon copy your feed and paste it into whatever app you're using and supercast. There are a couple other ones that do this. Glow does this where we send you a link and it looks at your phone and then um, it makes it just really easy to subscribe where uh, Patreon, you've got to copy and paste. And sometimes that's a hurdle. Uh, We have the t-shirt design and have uh, possible perk ideas for Patreon. What ideas would be best for Patreon to get people to support us and is this a good idea? And so, Jim, any thoughts? Do you do any kind of Patreon stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have an I have an audience over there, or a group over there, and I, you know, I release the full version, you know, the unedited full version of Home Gadget Geeks 
there. Uh, that's one of the perks of being uh, one of the supporters. I think one of the things they recommended too is stop doing one dollar plans. They were like, like yeah. don't it, you're it don't don't have this race to the bottom for just a dollar. I, I think and uh, that I got me to eliminate my dollar plan and. I just created one $5 plan that if, if folks want to join us, it's five bucks. Like, you know, so the, the community there, uh, my son, my number two son, who I was talking about, let's call him John. So you guys know <laughs> what his name is. John is thinking of, of really centering on Patreon as his spot. Now his, he's focusing on video and I don't think he's going to release it in podcast form because it's just, not that style of show when we think of an audio only, right? But he's going to do it on Patreon where they can come, you know, get it gives good alert notifications. Folks mm. can come in there and sign in to see the videos. They've gotten really good at the various levels and permissions for those levels there. It's a pretty good platform for that. So he's actually thinking of leaving Twitch, heading over to Patreon, driving folks there, and then eventually he'll take those videos edit them and push them to YouTube as well. That's kind of his, that's kind of where he's headed. Is there a, is this time-based or audience-based? Cause they're like, we're just starting. Should we, should we do a Patreon now? I, I, I wouldn't, I would say yes. Just get one going regardless. Yeah. You know, I don't think there's a number. That yeah. I don't, matters. I don't think it hurts. The only thing that, that makes me worried is you know, when you first start out, your goal is to grow your audience. And now you're going to be looking at growing your audience and how much money am I making? And if you just started out, you know. You don't have to make money on Patreon, though. You don't have to. Yeah, that's true. But it's it's just one of those things where I've seen people like, well, I'm not doing this because I'm not making any money. Well, you have, you know, 38 listeners. What's three? Uh, 11, what's 3% of 38? 3% of 38 is 1.14. Okay, 1.14. So you're going to get, in theory, if you're really good at, and the stats are not wrong, you're going to get 1.14, you know, patron. And, you know, this is why you don't charge a buck. It should be at least five because anybody that's going to give you one will probably give you five. And that's the thing. Then they get their one subscriber and they've gone from having fun. I was having fun just doing this thing. And, well, nobody likes my stuff because I'm not making that much money. And so they quit. And that's where I'm always like, look, I hate this stat. I wish it was more, but it's it's around 3%, 5% if you're amazing. Uh, 1% is not unheard of. And so I, I just worry that it's going to have people get a little disenchanted and things of that nature. And then I've, I've heard other people say, well, you should have a call to action in your early shows. And I'm like, yeah, that call to action should be tell a friend. You know, but I, I'm with you. I don't think it hurts to have a Patreon. Just go in knowing that it's it's a three percent world. And uh yeah, sorry, uh SP just said I, I just said the A word and um everybody's now finding out what three percent of thirty eight was or whatever it was in stereo throughout the world. So I thought that was an interesting question. Uh that you know, it it is an option because I, we all think we're going to start a podcast and get ads. And I get that. I totally understand it. It's kind of a throwback to radio, but I'm like, it kind of, you know, you know, Rob Walsh every other week will say that, you know, this is the number that gives you enough downloads to get ads. And that's usually somewhere around 8%. 
you know, 8% of podcasters get to, to get a big ad, right? So this is the hello fresh and the blue apron and all that other stuff. Uh, better help. I just go that, that doesn't mean that 92% of podcasters don't have enough downloads yet, but that doesn't mean you can't have ads, but it's just one of those things where I'm going to start a podcast and get ads. And I'm like, you know, yeah, affiliates a lot easier to get started with yeah, and treat them like ads. I, I was listening to the radio the other day. Ads are so bad now. Like, you know, it's just like, and then at one point I had my wife in the car and I was talking to her and the commercials were blaring. And I said, apparently I am on the ad channel because it just was ad after ad after ad after ad. I was like enough already. Like let's, let's stop I, with this. I'm not making this up. I, I go in, I have this little thing that makes like, it's supposed to make your own little egg McMuffin, right? Kind of thing. It's a little egg fryer kind of thing. And, um, and so I, I, it was heated up and I cracked two eggs and threw it in this thing. And I asked, what's her name? I won't say it again. Start a timer for, for six minutes. And I then asked her to play 92.3 The Fan, which is a sports station because I like to hear depressing news because I live in Cleveland and it's, you know, just here's how we're going to lose this week. They won last, they won last. We done last week. Yeah. But don't trust me. We will find a way to fail by the end of the season. And for six minutes, I heard nothing but ads on it. Cause I just, as it came on, it was like, we'll be right back after the, and they just played six minutes of commercials. And I was just like, this is why I don't listen to the radio. Like, holy cow, give me a break. So yeah, don't said that now realize we start off our show with, uh, I don't know, three minutes of ads, if that, but then we give you 90 minutes of nonstop content. That was, um, the Osbournes in, in other podcasting news. And, and from what I understand, they actually have a podcast. The Osbournes have come back. It's Ozzy, which is interesting because Ozzy explains how he had like neck surgery years ago. And apparently the first guy uh, messed up his, like he's messed up. Like that guy, like it's a lawsuit waiting to happen. And they just said, yeah, but do you really want to spend three years in court? You know? And, and it was, uh, yeah. but they have now come back and, it was shocking because in the middle of it, Ozzy being Ozzy uh, started talking about their sex life to their children. So that was just watching them go, ah, ah, like mental pictures, some things I can't unsee, but that was, uh, I don't know if that's exciting, but their whole thing is because Sharon's been fired by two networks because she won't shut up uh, or, you know, here's a novel idea. She shared her opinion and it's not a popular one. So you're gone. And so it sounds like they're starting their own media company and like all the kids are going to have their own shows. And I was like, uh, okay. Cause I mean, I know your dad's Aussie, but you know, that, that, that's only going to last unless you're just telling stories about dad. I, I'm not tuning into a Kelly Osborne show. Um, <laughs> now she could really surprise me, you know, but I just, I picture her doing something about fashion, which isn't going to work well in an audio podcast. I could be wrong, but at any rate, uh, Ross has a great question. Any recommendations for a Calendly alternative for booking guests? I need to move to a more self-serve model. Well, I used to recommend TidyCal. Uh, TidyCal is an AppSumo thing, and it works except for, and they're working on it. Um, what it doesn't do is if you have all-day events, like, I don't know, speaking at a conference over the weekend, it doesn't recognize, though, and their workaround is, you just go in and make that 
conference on your calendar. So I have to, and it just, eh. so until they get the bugs worked out, I don't recommend tidy cow. And I, for years used acuity scheduling. Uh, and that works really well. I want to say it's 12, $15 a month. They got bought by Squarespace a couple of years. And I, right now I'm using Calendly. I just found out that if you wanted to do all the fun stuff, like remind people that your interview is coming up, et cetera, et cetera, uh, you have to use the paid version because I was using uh, Libsyn has coaching now. They're they're letting me coach a couple days a month, and I noticed that if you don't remind people that hey you have an interview tomorrow, uh, they don't show up because and especially in my case, people are booking things weeks in advance, and so I don't remember two weeks ago, you know, and then be sure to have a decent description in it so that when it says you know talk with Dave Jackson, head of podcaster education at Libsyn. They're like, what, what? So something that reminds them of what it is. Jim, do you use any kind of calendar tool? I don't. I just use for, even for work, I refuse to use, we have a time trade, I think is the name mm-hmm. of it. And where people can come in and, and I'm not giving anybody access to, <laughs> like, I'm so weird. I, like <laughs> I'm okay. Like I'm okay with a lot of those kinds of things, but some, some for some reason it was like, for years, I, I had a uh, I had some admin help who who wanted to help with my calendar, and I'm like, no, I got it. And they're like, no, 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 it's my job to help with your calendar. And I'm like, nope, 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 nobody, no, nobody touches my calendar except this guy. And so I'm a little crazy about the time that way. I can't ever imagine opening up a calendar and letting someone just take time. Now, I know you can go in there and set restrictions and do things like they can have this and that, and I know some of that can be dynamic. Nope. I want to have a conversation with you. We'll set a time. I know it's super inconvenient, but so that that's get off my lawn uh, uh, territory, Dave, of I'm the old guy who doesn't want, don't mess with my calendar. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I can't, I can't do it. I haven't, I have not given that to, I haven't given that right over to anybody. So I still go old school. We pick a time, you know, or actually what works out really well. Most people have one of these things now. So Uh, they'll say, do you want to use yours or mine? And I say yours. There you go. <laughs> I have no problem scheduling on their calendar. I just, they're not going to schedule on mine. So it's, it's, I'm a little crazy that way. There you go. Are you ready, Jim? Yeah. And now, oh, he's been waiting for this. It's time for Jim to get his nerd on. As as we re-record this, there's a thunderstorm rolling through Nebraska, and Jim is like, well, I don't have to worry about the power going out because he's got this battery backup. So SP is asking, do you have any qualifiable preference using the APC battery backups or cyber power, which I realize is maybe different than like powering your house. He might be talking about backups for your computer. Battery backups for the computer. Yeah, 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 both. But but nonetheless, it's, it's still something you can nerd out over, so... Yeah, same same idea. Uh, both APC and CyberPower, I think, are actually made by the same company now. I'm not so sure there's that much of a difference. You know, your your typical UPS or battery backup for your computer is really super easy. It's just, in a lot of cases, a lead-acid battery that has a controller on top of it. Might have may be able to plug into your computer. Maybe not. The bigger ones do. The smaller ones don't. They just work for you. If the power goes out, UPS comes on, they have a, you know, a 10 or 20 millisecond cutover. So your computer doesn't lose power. 
it, it's changed a little bit, Dave, because so many people have moved away from desktops and have a laptop. Well, you have a built-in UPS at that point. You, you don't necessarily need one because your laptop's going to automatically go on ba- battery power right. if you lose. The other thing is with, with applications like Word and Excel and whatever you use, long ago, those have cut over for the most part to instantly saving all the time. And if you're doing anything on the web, chances are not in 100% of the cases, but 98 maybe percent of the time, that stuff is being saved as you go. There isn't as much as in the old days, you could lose hours of work. By the way, if you're in that situation where losing power means you're going to lose hours of work, well, you absolutely need to have some kind of battery backup. Like that's what you need to do. That does exist. I'm not saying it doesn't. It does exist. But so from a UPS perspective, they also offer um, surge protection in a lot of cases. And a UPS will have plugs for the battery and they'll have some plugs that are just surge. So if you we're worried about surge having you know surge protection for your for your equipment. Many of the good ones uh, will have will offer both. Today, twenty twenty three is where we're recording this. If you have a if you have a lot of needs, you're going to need a bigger UPS, and those run one hundred fifty to three hundred dollars basically for for them now. And they've got a, they've got some stuff on them that you can do things with and track it and hook it into your computer and it'll, it'll start shutting your computer down for you if it senses a power outage, some of those kinds of things. Um, so uh, you, you can go that way. If you've just got a, 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 P, a PC, you can probably get away with one of those 75 to $100. SP, in this case, uh, shop the deal. CyberPower or APC are nearly identical in what they're offering and in the quality they're offering. They have the same warranties, some of those kinds of things. So I, I would say in that area, shop the deals. I've recently moved, though, away from those lead-acid battery backups to the more solar generator. Um, uh, uh, you, you, let's see, who was it? U-Power? No, you, mm, boy, U-Green. There we go. U-Green uh, was one that I bought. It didn't really work out that well for me. I'm on a Blue Eddy now. They're a little more expensive. I paid $700 for that UPS backup, but it backs up everything on my, everything down here. And I'm look as I'm looking at it right now. I'm running about 750 watts through that thing, and that would get me about an hour worth of backup. If things were to go down, say the lightning were to strike. Although I told you, Dave, I'm not sure my lights are on the backup, so my lights might go off. But everything else would stay up working. Everything else is on a battery down here, and I could continue to podcast with you guys for an hour without having to worry about the power coming back on. So I'm paying for that extended backup scenario 700 versus maybe 150 but that's what i wanted that's i wanted to be able to have enough time to start the generator bring it you know bring the power to it switch it over plug it in that's what i wanted so there you go there's your nerd on for ups backups (laughs) he says uh one thing to keep in mind and this is true editing software often is not automatically saved or backed up hindenburg has saved my butt a couple times on that though they do a good job Unless yeah, you choose yeah. it in the and application settings. Yeah. And just know your application, right? Yeah. Know your application. Know is it backing up? Is it saving it on a regular basis type deal? If it's not, save early, save often. That's it. Control S uh, or option S on a keyboard. Every time you get up to P, uh, just control S. You, Yeah, it's uh, definitely worth it. So keep that in mind. But uh, I know I uh, it's it's nice to have it when 
you know, something happens, a squirrel eats a line, whatever. And all of a sudden I hear beep, beep, beep coming from my office. I'm like, all right, even if everything's saved, I just want to shut it down before we're, we're good to go. Plus it also gives me working from home. It gives me enough time to get on Slack and go, Hey guys, I just lost power. I've got to drive to the library or something to, to keep going. Um, so one, one of the areas, Dave, on that, that I've, uh, that I would highly recommend is your, and, 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 uh, and DR just talked about this in chat is get your networking gear on its own smaller UPS spend, you know, 60 or $70, everything you use for networking, your router, your modem, uh, a, a switch, if you've got one, whatever, yeah. and get that on its own, like get that in, and because, those things don't take a lot of power and a small UPS would get you an hour or two or three if there's a power outage. And that way your internet's not going down. You know, the, everything else in the house goes down. If you've got, and, and you say, well, why don't I just put that on the one with the computers? Well, it, it's nice to have them. Trust me. It's nice to have them separated. At yeah. times. And, uh, and that equipment uses so little power, you get a lot more time out of it. Your computer will suck that UPS you bought down in like five or seven minutes is usually about what you get. I like to have the network stuff on its own to last a little bit longer. So that way you're not having to, if you get a little power fluctuation in that router of yours, in your Wi-Fi router, there's a little tiny chip that's in there and it's not very robust and it doesn't handle fluctuations in power very well. So the more that thing can stay stable, the longer your, your Wi-Fi router or your modem is going to last. So good, good idea. Put that on its own UPS. They're 60, 70 bucks. Just get one of those and back them up. That and they, they last a while. And I now yeah, have a couple of years. I have Three, four, two. Five. And the second one, cause I just had one that went bad. I realized something happened. And, yep, yep. and so well, the now, batteries go bad after a yeah, while. Right? So that's, so that's, that's the, asset. so that's the thing. I, I can order a battery, put that one in there, charge it up. And in the event, you know, if the battery goes bad, another one, I just swap them out and we're, we're good to go. Ross has a question about PodPage. He says, hey, Dave, I uh, noticed you have several PodPage websites. Yeah, I do. Have you ever thought about doing a PodPage network site where all of your podcasts are on website with each having their own episode pages? I thought about it, and I, I'm not sure, and I really don't have a great answer for this. I'm not sure what the ramifications are SEO-wise. Like, do I end up competing with myself? And I... If I remember right, and I need to ask Brandon about this, I'm not sure I could have like askthepodcastcoach.com slash 453. It would be like, let's say I go powerofpodcasting.com. Actually, I could do a, I could do a, uh, I forget what they call them, pretty redirects, I think is what he calls them. Um, I'd have to think about it. I just remember at the time, it didn't seem like I could have a domain that, it was a, it's not, you know what? I need to ask him. I, I honestly don't know because it's not a bad idea. He could do anything. He's, yeah. cr- I mean, he's awesome. You, you talk to him, you're like, hey, do you think you could do this? He's like, hold on, done. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? what? <laughs> he, he's a really good developer. See what else we got going here in the world of questions that I wrote down today. Uh, this one, I was kind of like, hmm. But the question is, how do you grow your audience? Which, Uh, You know, to me, we could answer this question every week. Uh, My wife and I have been creating a show for two months now. So the good news is, congratulations, 
you're you're two months in and you know you haven't quit yet so that's a, a beautiful thing uh you know that's good um we are reaching an average of 38 listeners per episode at uh, at the moment that is for me like one and a half uh classrooms of people that could be you know listening to satellite watching hulu or netflix or whatever so we understand it takes time to build up an audience base and a key way to do so is to create engagement. Uh, what are the, some of the ways you'll create engagement with your episodes? And so at first he was saying, how do I grow my audience? He's really asking, how do I grow engagement? So I was like, well, that's an interesting question. Uh, it's a little different than how do I grow my audience? Cause that's one we can answer every week. Um, the thing I see that doesn't work. So here's one that doesn't work is, Hey, thanks so much for listening to episode 453. You know, let me know what you think. That doesn't work. Cause people are like, let me know what you think about what backups or, you know, Patreon or like what, what's, you know, but if you say, Hey, today we talked about, you know, insert topic here today. We, we talked about uh, what to do when you're, your spouse or your boyfriend or your partner is a raging alcoholic. You know, do you have any thoughts on this? Anything you've had to deal with something super specific. I wet my pants every time I do a question of the month because I'm convinced nobody's going to answer, but I'm giving them a, a play. I, it's very specific. Go to www.schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. So they don't have to go wait. How do I do this again? I say, I give them a deadline. It has to be done by, such and such time. And then when they go there, there's a specific question. And then I make it easy if, because my audience is podcasters, I have a place for them where they can record it and upload it. Or I use pod inbox if they want to just click right there. But uh, it's, it's not easy really in some cases, unless you're one way to get people engaged is to say something that people are like, that's where we start talking politics but you're going to lose half your audience. Uh, you know, when you say something that maybe people have strong, strong feelings about, I don't know, Jim, what are you guys doing over at Gallup to, to kind of build that community and, and get engagement? Yeah, I, it's in the social groups for sure. The, the, the way my audiences work, um, you know, we have a big Facebook group, a big LinkedIn group. We answer a lot of questions for them in those groups. I mean, we have a product that's, that's, it's easier to, focus groups around something like a product or products in our case. Um, and, and that keeps them very engaged. I, you know, we've, we got a, I mean, we got a sizable audience. And when I would ask for questions, we, we wouldn't get very many. So mm -hmm. that didn't, I, for that audience, I would be like, yeah, no, they're not really that interested in doing that. I asked for comments on YouTube and we get none. Now, I shouldn't say none, but we do get some. But, but not as many as I would have thought. So I think you have to think about your own audience. What are they doing? And then what engages them? And then once you do find something that does, just write it. Get, do it a lot. Uh, you know, um, um, be there for them with it. If they like it, continue to do it. I, I know of some podcasts where inside jokes are important to the audience and they repeat them. We have a local two, two local sports guys here in the area. Schick and Nick is their podcast. Schick and, and Nick. Schick and Nick. If that doesn't sound like a sports right. radio, right? Sports radio show. Schick and Nick. 
they love to play uh, um they love to play sound bites news sound bites from the past that have significant you know implications for the history of things so they're not playing music and they're not playing movies they're playing like sound bites of things people have said and they they bring them back over and over and over and over in the shows the audience that listens to Chick and Nick like that style. And so they just do a ton of it, right? So once you find something that works, build it, build, continue to build your audio audience around it. Right. Um, yeah, I guess that's what I'd say. Yeah. The, um, yeah. Uh, you know what? That's it. That's you, everything I was going to say you've said and, and well done. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's, but I've just, like I said, make it specific. Cause if you, if you do it, you know, this is where Facebook groups can sometimes come into play, but just creating a community is not as easy as it sounds. Cause if they show up and there's nothing there, um, I know you can have Facebook automatically post something. And I had that in the, uh, Northeast Ohio podcasters meetup. And it was like, what did we learn today? And nobody ever commented on that. Um, it's engagement is tough. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, what, but once you find it, yeah. don't let it go. And I learned this when I was doing music, and you know this too, Dave. The band always has to, like, they are sick of the music oh. long before the audience, right? And so the band is like, God, I don't want to play this song again. We've practiced it a thousand times. Then the audience is like, you know, you know, play it one more time. Play yeah. it. You know, they, the, the audience just wants to hear it. You, I think the same is true as the host of your show. You're going to think you're repeating yourself way more than your audience is going to remember. So if there's something there that they like, just keep doing it. I mean, you, you and I do this. Our style is that way. The people come back, 25 to 35 people come back every Saturday morning to hear. We're going to, you guys have heard us say all the same things. You like coming back for whatever the interaction yeah. between us or every once in a while you learn an, a nugget of something. I don't know, but it's working for you guys. And then every now and then we get somebody like lane. I think lane's new. Uh, my problem is, is that my listeners aren't sticky. If I post on LinkedIn, uh, cause this podcast is career focused. I get bumps in listeners, but not subscribers. So number one, be sure like for this, ask the podcast slash follow is where you can follow the show. Uh, schoolofpodcasting.com slash follow is where you can follow the show. Don't say, find me wherever you find your, your fine podcast. The story, when I was 16, I worked in a grocery store. And if somebody said, hey, excuse me, Sonny, like, where's the green beans? I didn't say aisle three where all the fine vegetables are. Just it's over there somewhere. Have fun finding it. No, make it easy to, to follow the show. Uh, and then also, if they then share that link, your website.com slash follow with their friends. If you get enough people pointing at that, that'll boost your SEO. Uh, but that's, it's gotta be, and don't wait till the very end. Cause the minute I hit the ending music, you know, if I, if I start off and I'm like, so Jim, what's coming up on the average guy.tv. Yeah. They're already gone. The minute they know the show's over, they're on to the next podcast. So, um, but, and also on, on LinkedIn link to, don't link to an MP3 file. This is starting to come up. People are doing this. Don't link to the MP3 file. Yes, that will boost your downloads. 
But exactly what you're seeing, they they won't come back. Jim, you looked like you wanted to say something. Yeah, to your analogy, like is, you're in a store, someone asks, "Hey, where do I find the green beans?" Uh, and you and you can say, "It's all the way across the store aisle three. Go down, and they're on the right hand side." You could do that, or you can say, "Let me take you there." That's what I used and to do. Ex- right, that experience of taking them there, and then when they get there, you can say, "Oh, you're getting. You know what? Have you tried these green beans? Like these are real, right?" If you, I, the, the analogy for podcasters holds true when your customer asks you a question, I do this all the time. You, I can say it's here. And, I, and sometimes I do. Sometimes they just, it's a website, go here, get that. Here's the resources. We got these available for you. But I can kind of sense from time to time, and I just did this yesterday. I had a customer paying me about something and I said, hey, this is pretty complicated. Do you have time to chat on Monday? <laughs> like, I like to just talk. And yeah, I, I don't know if that's sustainable to do for every one of my customers. It's sustainable right now. So I've, I, I can take some time, say, do you have time for a call? Imagine if you had a listener of yours who you all of a sudden you got on, they're, they're used to listening to you, not talking to you. And every time I talk to a listener, they go, I can't believe I'm talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's, a, it's an experience, right? So make sure, going back to that engagement question, like that's, I think, the best way to build engagement when your listener contacts you actually give a <laughs> care care actually care <laughs> yeah you know about it um and 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 spend some time you know reach out to him individually if you can some of those kinds of things yeah well he also says my next step is i'm looking for some groups where i can contribute and grow organically that way yeah. Yeah. so yeah. this is where like i'm in a ton of facebook groups and i will go in and answer questions but it's not like, you know, you have to be very careful, especially on Facebook. Most most groups have a pretty strong rule against self-promotion. So, you know, but if you answer a question well, I get not a ton, but I get a trickle of people from Facebook to my website because I can see, okay, what's my top refer? It's Facebook, it's Reddit. So these this is the the trickle of people, but those trickle of people if I can get them to subscribe and then they tell two friends and they tell two friends and things of that nature. Um, yeah, that's so Reddit, um, Facebook, um, where else our group Cora is one, but Cora is kind of weird. Cora it's Q U O R A. I think if I remember right. And it's just a question thing, but they came up with a program where you could get paid to write questions and then depending on how many people went to your question, you would get paid. And so people started creating really weird questions just to get paid. And I was like, so I don't really go to that website anymore. I'm I'm really liking Reddit. Uh, but again, I have learned over there many times that you cannot self-promote there. They will kick you out like nobody's business. Rich says, my mind was blown when a customer on a phone call recognized my voice. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, when I was a podcast movement, I've been watching a lot of videos on Ecamm and all of a sudden Doc and Doc is like the guy from Ecamm. And I turn around, I'm like, holy crap, it's Doc. And then what was weird is the stuff that came out of his mouth sounded just like Doc. I was like, wow, check it out. Doc's voice is coming out of Doc's head and he's right in front of me, you know? 
And so that's one of those. Doc answers back. That's the crazy thing. You can ask a question and Doc will answer back in real time. I think for a lot of listeners that freaked me out when I was a listening, mostly listening to podcasts and not, and not making them. That freaked me out at first. I was like, wow, I can ask you a question and you'll answer it. That's all. Yeah. I mean, it was just, so your, your listeners can have that same experience. If you're paying attention, takes a little bit of time, right? That, reaching out to folks individually, giving them some time or going some places to like you do to speak to folks, right? That takes time. I mean, well, the, the best mistake I ever made was I thought I had grabbed 10 emails. I put in a filter and it said, Hey, I'm doing some market research. I'd love to get on a zoom call with you and ask you a couple of questions. And it was supposed to go to 10 people and it went to my entire list. And so for two weeks, I just did back to back to back to back to back, like 20 minute phone calls with my audience. And it was kind of interesting because some of them would be like, wow, you're, you sound like Dave, it's coming out of your, you know, that whole nine yards. But it was awesome to, and I would ask like, what do you like about the show? And what do you wish I would do differently? Are there any topics you want me to talk about? Because the best way to figure out what your audience wants is uh, ask them. And so it was you know, it was like every night I'd be like, oh, I got four meetings tonight. Holy cow. But it was fun and it was, it was good. And it also, I learned there's a guy, I think he was in Oklahoma. I'm like, don't make that guy mad. Cause he had nothing but racks of guns in his garage. And I was like, I don't know what's going on in your backyard that you need that many guns, but uh, holy cow, don't make him mad. Yeah. Uh, Coach Dave says my mind was blown. Uh, the moment came in from an email from a soccer mom in Malaysia. Yeah, that's what that's what hooked me into podcasting. In the original, I'd been doing it about two weeks, and I'm in the middle of Magador, Ohio at the time, which is everyone together. Where? Yeah, it's me and the cows, and I got a voicemail from a guy from Nuremberg, Germany, and I was like, wait, that's that's on the other side of the planet. It's 2005. How did he even find my show? And he then recorded a voicemail and sent it to me because it was for musicians, so they knew how to record, but it was still kind of crazy that's like, wait, what? So yeah, it's, uh, you know, that, that really does help. And that's, uh, you know, even this week, just hanging out with Ross and Matthew Passy and Rob Greenlee. I got to go, I got to ride in, uh, uh, Rob Greenlee has a Tesla and, or as I call it an iPad with wheels. It's, uh, it's crazy, but it was fun just to hang out. And if I had a question, about anything i could have gone to ross and said like what's your favorite camera or what's you know what's your green you know and you know he's the king of uh live streaming so you know it's cool to have that so uh it's nothing beats that nothing beats live in my book it's just a matter of and realize live doesn't have to be in person it's great if it's in person because then they can go wow dave you you sounded shorter and i always i still don't know what that means but um it, you, uh, you know. do look. You do look shorter. I don't. I don't know if it's your head proportion size well, to your body. I, have found, I thought you were shorter too. And then I met you, and I'm like, and everybody thought I was taller. Yeah. And they were like, you I, know, I so think it's. I think it's something like this. If you have your camera positioned to where, like, I'm. I'm. What I'm doing here in the video is I'm raising my desk, so the camera is yeah. now kind of looking down at me. I think that makes you appear short. Um, I know on Instagram, I was watching some videos this week. And I would be uncomfortable where they're using their phone and the whole, you know, 16 by nine is nothing but their face. And I was like, mm-hmm. I do not have a face for that. I'm, that's not going to, that's not going to work. So this is a fun one. This, this I've had in my back pocket for some time. 
Ariel Nissenblatt is uh, somebody who works for Descript slash, um, yeah, uh, what is that? Uh, Squadcast, which is now Descript. Yeah. And she had this post and it said, uh, what are, what's bothering you, basically? my um, Which of these resonates the most with you? My, be- my guests aren't sharing their interviews. My audio quality sounds like crap. Um, I can't decide if I should invest in video. Uh, I never hear from my listeners about what they think, which is kind of what we're talking about today. So somebody said my guests aren't sharing their interviews. In some cases, they're just not. I mean, we talked about it earlier. Give them everything they need to share it. But the one, the reason in some cases why they're not sharing it is, you know, I've, I've been asked, and I'm not complaining. I, I love to go on other podcasts, but when somebody says, hey, Dave, what was podcasting like in 2005? I always kind of want to say, uh, you know, um, it, it sucked. You know, nobody knew what a podcast was, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that's, but I always wait, how does this benefit your audience knowing what podcast? I mean, I get it. But the, the point is, I'm not going to share that with my audience because they've heard me talk about podcasting in 2005. And, you know, it's, it's just not that, uh, yeah, it wasn't that exciting and, and that whole nine yards. So that's one. Somebody else here, I'll, I'll keep this off the screen. What's your process for asking them to share? What do you, here's the thing. I'm horrible at that. I, I am often like, like I'll put it out. And then I'm like the following week, I'm like, oh, you never told so-and-so his episode was live. So that's, that's horrible. I need that as part of like my workflow. Jim, what do you do? Anything with the. I, I tell the guests it's live. I, listen, I don't expect the guests to share. I just don't. It's that's not why I have them on. I don't. I don't have. You know. I'm not trying to do guest marketing where I have them on. I want guests that bring great content, and so that that my my first obligation is to my current audience. And if it if it breaks out, listen. I've had. I mean, I've had some. I've had some names. I had Jimmy Jamie Siminoff from Ring uh, on the yeah. on the program. I've I've had the guys from Zapier on before. Um. That those shows don't do any better than I. I just had this last week. I had, I had Paul Brarin on, who's longtime uh, uh, friend of the show. I've known Paul a lot of years, and the audience asked for him. Like, when are you having Paul back on? I was like, oh, okay. And Paul had gone through some life experiences, and we talked about that on the show. And the the live response was like, thank you. And I think I got a couple emails from the audience, like, great to have. Paul back, right? So I don't do I expect Paul to share that? Now Paul has a he has a his site is fantastic and he he's doing really, really well. Um um, you know, a blogging, so to speak. His site's kind of like a blog. But and I'd love to have some of his audience, but that's not my goal. It's not why I had him on. I didn't have him on to steal his audience. I had him on to to um bring great he, content. He's, he's <laughs> really good at content. Yeah. 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 And th- that, that stuff will work itself out from, from those regards. So I think if we're, if we're going after guests and they're like, yeah, but my guests aren't sharing, they're not supposed to share. Yeah, like that's not why you've had them on. So that's, if, that. if that's the case, then you should pay them to share. Yeah. Like if you're bringing a guest on and you're expecting them to share, you should pay them. That's, that's a payable offense. And so you should send them a $50 Amazon gift card and say, hey, thanks for coming on. And I'd like you to share this. Uh, wink, wink, if you know what I mean, right? That's, that's probably what you need to do. If that's 
if that's an obligation. Like they just gave you two hours of their life. Right. Like, you know, so anyways. I, I will occasionally say, hey, who's the person I should send this to when it goes live? Like, do you have a promotion person or something like that? Just to kind of like, or do I just send it to you? And that's my only passive aggressive way of saying, I kind of hope you share this. But yeah. if they don't, yeah, yeah. I'm not like, that Susie, meh, meh, you know, like, no, she gave me great content. Yeah. So here's a, here's yeah. another. And sometimes they can't, sometimes they can't share. Like, right. they may, you might have a guest that, who's obligated not to, and you need to know that as well, you know. Wow. Uh, Jim and Dave, have you ever been in a situation where the guest kind of doesn't want to dive deeper into the event theme? I'm going to guess keeping safe at all times. Yeah. Um, I pushed Jordan Harbinger because I kept, let, this is when Jordan had been let go of his own show and I'd listened to a couple episodes and he would just kind of explain something very like, you know, 10,000 foot overview of why things went the way they went. And I was, I just kind of was like, well, like what happened kind of like, and then he gave me an answer and I was like, okay, but I was kind of really wanting to know, like, seriously, what happened? And, and I asked him another question that was basically the same question with different words. And finally he said, well, I can't go any deeper because, you know, we got legal things going on behind the scenes, which explained yeah, why yeah. he couldn't go. But I was like, at that point, I'm like, okay, I've, I've taken it further than other people had. Cause it was kind of a, you know, and I asked him beforehand, I'm like, Hey, can we get into the details of this? And so it wasn't like a gotcha kind of interview type of thing. Um, there's hey, one, can I say one more yeah, thing? On yeah. That? Yeah. No, so, you're done. <laughs> no, shut up. Carlton. <laughs> um, there's a, there's this weird thing with guest psychology that exists as well, mm. where, um, your guest is suffering from from imposter syndrome like you do sometimes when you get done with the interview and they start thinking back like uh, 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 like how'd that go and your guest is like i bet if you really asked them they'd be like uh, i don't know if i was that great mm-hmm. and so you so you you produce this episode and you get it out there and then they're still in this imposter syndrome mode. And you're like, can you share this? And they're like, you, you, that's not a psychologically safe place for them to be at the moment. They're like, mm. oh, I really don't want anybody to listen to this thing anyways, because I didn't feel like I was very good in this interview, right? Now, imposter syndrome oftentimes goes away the longer, the, 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 the more time in between the event and the posting of that event. And they'll actually start feeling better about that weeks or months later. So, you know, if you're posting your show right after, I mean, you're doing the interview and then that next weekend or week or whatever you're posting it, you may not get the best response. It's a little bit later or you go back to your guest a month after and and ask him to share it. You may get a little bit better of a response from the guest because they'll remember it a little bit differently than they remember just getting it done. That listen, that imposter syndrome syndrome stuff is real. Oh, and it's real for you, and it's real for your guest. And I think we miss that. Uh, we think the guest is going to be excited, and they actually didn't think they did a very good job. So maybe something you're, to you're do at the end. Of the, yeah, at the end of the interview, maybe you go. Man, Jim, thanks. You're like, all right, and we're, wow. you know, all right, and we're off. But man, Jim, you were bringing it today. Holy cow. Yep, exactly. And they'd be like, yeah. really? I didn't think it was because I, I often have done that. I'll get done and I'm like, 
was that any good? And they're like, are you kidding me? Like that was yeah. gold. And I'm like, oh, okay. Cause I thought it was, you know, cause when I, I was terrible, right? yeah, you know, yeah. I know when I get done giving an answer in an interview, there's a voice in my head that I, it's all negative, by the way. It's like, would you please get to the point? And what was, did you even answer the question, Jackson? Come on, man, stick to the point. Like it's, it's crazy. So yeah, I think I get done. I get done with this show sometimes on Saturdays and you know, we, we, and you and I chat a little chit chat and then I start thinking, did I say anything? (laughs) You know, was that helpful at all? I've done that that where I'll get done and I'm like, you didn't let Jim talk at all today. Like, (laughs) holy cow. Like, you know, the guy's getting up early on a Saturday morning and then there are other weeks when I'm like, did I say anything? You know, I did this and I'm like, but I, I, I don't, that's not something I listen for. You know what I mean? It's like, there's sometimes when I'm like, you know, when I love these, man, when I'm playing this thing, all right, I'm done for five minutes. It's five minutes. I don't have to talk It's beautiful. So, um, Ross has some great points here. He says, I will write the tweets and the Instagram posts for them. Uh, if I want them to share. So it's copy and paste. Yep. Anything you can do to make it easy always a good thing. So I just think time, I think time is on our side with guests as opposed to posting it right away. I think if you actually give it some time, I mean, I I go back and listen to these shows, but two or three weeks after the fact, I like them a lot more two or three weeks later than I do. If I listen to them right after we were done fresh air. So yeah. So don't all of our, at Gallup, all of our shows are about a month behind. And so I just find, I just find it. And that's not a problem. The guests are okay with that. Yeah. They're like, you know, okay. We tell them it's out and it's live and they go out and share. I just think there's, I think there's some psychology to this. So I just, I just want to say if you're in a hurry to get that information out for your guest, your guest may not be sharing it because they didn't like it. They, or they feel like they didn't do a very good job. So make sure you're to your point, Dave, Make sure at the end of the show, and I do the same thing, I come back in as a producer, and then I, they're like, oh, how'd that go? And they're just, they're like dying. And I go, that was awesome, right? That was great. And you could see the relief on their face when they're done. Go, oh, good. Yeah, I didn't feel like it was very good. Yeah. Guess what? Everybody thinks that way. So just make sure you're building them up, and maybe time can be on your side. All right. I was, I was checking my calendar behind the scenes here. There is a show next week, September 16th. I will have just got back from the Arkansas event I'll be at, which is fun. I've never done this. There's no presentation. They're just going to throw me on a stage and ask me questions. And I was like, all right, I like that. No slides. That's always good. So I will have just gotten home. But on the 30th, I will be at the Spark uh, conference. So no show on the 30th, but there is a show next week. So we're on for next week, week, but off the week after after that. that. And I say that because it is time. I, holy cow, the day went quick today. Um, I don't want, there we go. I'm like, where's our fun filled music? The, uh, I gotta have the, you know, the fun filled music to, uh, start Jim. What's coming up on, uh, the average guy.tv. I mentioned it earlier. Paul Barron joins us. He moved in the middle of his wife having a brain tumor. And uh, it, it, and so it was just an incredible story of all these things that had to go on it. You say, how does that relate to a tech angle? Well, it did. So you'll have to listen to it. HomeGadgetGeeks.com. Uh, that was my question. I was like, what did he have some sort of, you know, geek thing? Okay, very cool. Excellent. Yeah. Great tease, by the way. That That's like, that makes me want to hear that. 
So, uh, on the School of Podcasting, we mentioned it a little bit today. I've been going through the last couple days looking at Glow and Captivate and Buzzsprout and Patreon and I forget the other one, something cast, um, and seeing which one pays the most, when should I do it, what do I have to do? So we're going to be talking crowdfunding. Please remember that the word is crowdfunding, not fun crowding. You you have to have a crowd. You know, everybody's like, ah, so keep that in mind. It doesn't work without the crowd. Uh, but we will be here next week. Thanks to the chat room. Uh, thanks for everyone for putting up with a few echoes. We uh, we have this now set, so I don't think we'll have any issues in the future. And I something is we talk about... I didn't mention it's still there. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash question. So if uh, if you ever want to jump in, that's still there. And if you want to ask a question because you're not listening to this live, just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash ask and you can leave a question and we'll play it right here in the show. So thanks to Mark for at uh, podcastbranding.co and Dan at Based on a True Story Podcast for your awesome support. And we'll see you next week with another episode of Ask the Podcast Coach. If you're watching on YouTube right now, you know the drill. Like, subscribe, ring the bell, the whole nine yards. We'll see you.